Last Sunday, we had an amazing day for our open house and garden dedication as part of our annual Great Enlightenment Day celebration. For this event, a temple friend, Daniel, helped us to put up the open house signs. It's a rather tricky job to post signs in good locations with good visibility. Daniel used rebar, reinforcing bar, and skillfully stabilized several signs to invite passerby to our open house. Years ago, when we had the very first open house and fundraising bazaar, things were a bit sketchy. With a kind, willing volunteer, I went out into the neighborhood to put up the open house signs, but neither this volunteer friend nor I knew how to install the wooden sticks properly. We struggled with a hammer, but the signs kept falling down. The volunteer got frustrated, and so did I. At the time, neither of us thought of using rebar like Daniel did last week. When things are not going as we hope or expect, we can become frustrated and lose our spirit of kindness. I still regret that I was so focused on those signs and failed to be kind to myself or to the volunteer. I wanted the signs to be right. When this did not seem possible, I did not speak kindly to my friend. I did not say, it's okay, it's not the end of the world. We are doing our best. Another time, a garden volunteer pulled out all the chrysanthemum flowers we had just planted. He did not know they were flowers. He thought they were weeds. Seeing my surprise and shocked look, he felt bad and bought replacement plants. Over the years, our temples have survived and thrived only with the support of many hardworking and generous volunteers. Working with many different volunteers, I have experienced joy, friendship, and gratitude, as well as occasional frustration. The frustration comes from my desire for things to be done right. For example, when we plant trees, I like to tickle and loosen the roots and add plenty of quality soil. When planting is not done this way, I feel worried and a little upset. When I notice someone sweeping or blowing dust inside the temple porch without opening the doors, I run to open them. See, I tend to micromanage. During our temple live streaming services, when we make production mistakes or when things go wrong, I bite my lips or sigh inwardly because I want things to be done right. 
I acknowledge that one of my strengths and weaknesses is my inclination towards perfectionism. Because of this inclination, I often find myself sweating the small stuff. In his book *Don't Sweat the Small Stuff*, Richard Carson says. You are given many opportunities to choose between being kind and being right. You have chances to point out to someone their mistakes, things they could or should have done differently, ways they can improve. What all these opportunities amount to are chances to make someone else feel bad. And yourself feel bad in the process. The next time you have the chance to correct someone, even if their facts are a little off, resist the temptation. Instead, ask yourself, "What do I really want out of this interaction?" Chances are, what you want is a peaceful interaction. Where all parties leave feeling good, he continues. I'm not suggesting that it's not okay for you to be right. Only that if you insist on being right, that is often a price to pay. You are in a piece. Carson notes that our ego mistakenly believes. That if we point out how someone else is wrong, then we must be right, and therefore we will feel better. However, our hearts, the compassionate part of us, know it's impossible to feel better at the expense of someone else. The golden rule is to do to others as you'd like them to do. To you, I'd like to be treated kindly with forgiveness and understanding when I make mistakes. Who wouldn't? Wouldn't you? When my friend accidentally pulled out chrysanthemums instead of weeds, I had a choice of two ways to respond. One. How could you not know they are flowers? That is judgmental. Two. This mistake could happen to anyone, but we can fix it together. This is heartwarming. The greatest gift I have received from our volunteers is that through them I am learning to be more relaxed. When things are not done properly according to my view, I admit I'm still working on this. It is often not kind to insist on being right, but it is usually right simply to be kind. It is often not kind to insist on being right. But it is usually right to be kind. Insisting on things being right often creates tension and disharmony, 
If I value being right and efficient, and don't leave room for kindness, I invite an uneasy and judgmental mind. If I focus on being kind and compassionate, I invite an understanding and forgiving mind. Achievement and efficiency, or Kindness. Which should I choose? If someone chooses being right instead of being kind towards you, how do you feel? You might see that criticism as valid and helpful, or you might be hurt. You might hear your inner voice jumping up and say, "Yeah, she's right." Therefore, I must be wrong. I'm not good enough. These self-defeating thoughts and feelings can imprison us with a bitterness. When criticized, how do we guard our true self without damaging our own self-esteem? Why do anxiety and fear so often arise from what others say to us or think about us? How can we let go of reactive emotions? These are important questions for our everyday practice. The founding master, Venerable Sotesan, said. There may be many tall and low mountains in this world, but only the mountains that are the tallest, deepest, and densest sustain the lives of numerous animals. Large and small streams flow everywhere, but only the deepest and widest seas sustain the lives of infinite numbers of fish. In the same way, many people might claim to guide the world, but only people with the greatest virtue, a most wide-ranging loving kindness and compassion, are able to sustain the bodies and minds of numerous sentient beings and help them all to live in peace and happiness. This passage reminds us to step back and look at the broad perspective to see the great mountains within us and our immeasurably deep ocean hearts. I really appreciate the analogy of tall mountains and deep oceans because this image helps me. Expand my mind and heart to embrace the vast varieties of human personalities and perspectives. This is my aspiration. People often ask me why I became a Kyomunim. My answer is to become a mother of all rather than a mother of one household. We expect mothers to be loving. Forgiving and understanding, even when things seem to go wrong. I did not take this path 
to always be right, or always to have the right answers. I took this Dharma path to be a comforting soul, like a mother with a loving kindness. However, my rushing mind and judgmental ego sometimes make me forget my initial aspiration. My ego wants to be right, but my true self would rather be kind. What about you? Once, our next-door neighbor invited the children attending our Dharma camp to fish in their pond. Using earthworms, children caught fish and then released them back. I was surprised there are a good number of fish living in that small pond. Some of the fish were as big as my hand. There are also fish in false lakes near our Raleigh temple. I often see many people parked by the road to fish there. Can you imagine the number and variety of fish living in the huge lake? If I drive three hours, the Atlantic Ocean welcomes me. Can you imagine the infinite numbers and varieties of fish in the ocean. Just like this, the more spacious our minds and hearts, the more people we can embrace with a loving kindness. Then instead of striving to always be right, it becomes easier to choose being kind. However, our minds and hearts are not always like the ocean. They can be like tiny puddles when our ego, pride, and self-image is hooked, understanding and forgiveness become more difficult. In some situations, it is not easy to discern what is right, but most of the time, our hearts know what is kind. So whenever we are in doubt about being right, can we just pause and choose kindness rather than always trying to correct or control the situation? So, dear friends, it comes to this. Would you rather be right or kind, righteous or generous? At the end of the day, for this I pray, a shared sense of understanding, accomplishment, mutual respect, and tranquility. Thank you.